often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 369. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht, sitting inside the, the bowels, the depths of the Slapbox bunker. Which, uh, it's been apparently 10 episodes. Oh, 11. God, uh, I think 11 episodes since. Uh, Last time I recorded through here, but uh, I should have the uh, Shelley Long calling in here shortly. So there should be another person. And uh, not only was yesterday, uh, I'm recording this on uh, Saturday here, and uh, yesterday uh, I, I didn't really celebrate it, but happy Friday 13th. We had a Friday 13th, and. Unfortunately, I was a little tired, got a filling in my tooth, and uh, didn't really uh, do anything for it. I didn't uh, scare any children with uh, wearing a hockey mask or any of this, of that, anything of that nature. And uh, uh, usually, I, I do celebrate it. Sadly, I at least watch one of the Friday Thirteenths. I get some Jason Voorhees action. I sadly didn't do that. I, I had the video game. I could have killed some camp counselors on there or tried to escape Mr. Voorhees and did not sadly do that. It's uh, kind of a letdown. And also, I think the big thing is right now, happy Oktoberfest. uh, Oktoberfest, I believe, started Friday the 13th as well uh, in, in München or Munich. As, uh, it's known as here in the States. Uh, which I am definitely missing Munich and uh, the Apfelstrudel and, uh, you know, Bratwurst and uh, Kartoffelgierkensalat. I mean, there's so much stuff in Munich. I, I really miss it. I wish I was back in Munich this this year, but uh, sadly, no. Uh, perhaps I'll find a way back there at some point. It's definitely the longer I'm away from from Germany, I wish I could go back. That's definitely uh, even Salzburg and Austria. There, like I like it, I'd like to spend a little bit more time in Austria. You know, get some pretzels, some uh, some of those big fucking uh, pretzels. But they got like the apple strudel again. I'm a big fan of apple strudel. If you didn't notice, when I was in Russia, actually, Saint Petersburg, uh, I uh, this last trip. I kept getting room service uh, from the uh, hotel, and <laughs> I'm blanking on the name of the hotel at the moment, but uh, it was a pretty nice hotel. Uh, <laughs> they had good, uh, great food there, and I, I kept getting the room service, and like every night I think I was there, I got the Apfelstrudel with, with ice cream, uh, a la modi, you know, a la mode. But uh, <laughs> uh, definitely that was some killer stuff. Every time I eat apple strudel, too, I think of Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards and the Jew Hunter when he's uh, eating the strudel uh, with the main protagonist. Well, I guess she's the main protagonist. Uh, uh, Miss Mimu, uh I believe is her name. Shit. I, I forget the character's name. But she, uh, of course, ran from the Jew Hunter in the beginning of the movie, and then there's the scene where they're in Paris, and uh, she's... <clears throat> 
they're going to film the movie or well show uh the the German prop- Nazi propaganda film in her theater and Jew Hunter is interrogating her for to see if uh it's going to be fine to show this Nazi propaganda movie in her theater in Paris and uh it's a great little scene. I mean obviously she's nervous because she was almost killed by the Jew Hunter and uh in the early very uh first scene I guess of the film and uh one definitely one of my favorites as far as Tarantino goes. Definitely love me some Inglorious Bastards. I mean, you get Hugo Stiglitz and all that and great, great stuff. And that might have a, I don't know, they're eating apple strudel in there. Well, I, I guess I liked apple strudel before then, but you know, they had cre- they had cream on there. I guess they didn't have, I don't think they had ice cream. It was just regular cream. But ice cream was pretty good on there, especially in St. Petersburg. It hit the spot. Sadly, I didn't have any stroganoff, man. And that shit originated, I believe, in St. Petersburg. They've got, like, very famous stroganoff restaurants. And, again, I uh, I guess I have to go back. I th- The more I, I think about this shit, the more I'm like, damn it. There's just so much left to do out here. And as I look up at my computer desktop screen here, I've got, uh, what, uh, what is it, the uh, shit. <laughs> The dark crystal wallpaper here with the Chamberlain on it, and he's uh, staring at me. Mm. I believe is the the noise that he makes. Oh, uh, there was a. Uh... <laughs> oh boy, we got uh, apparently pe- people I work with. Uh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh, have found out the the podcast, so that's interesting. That's. Uh... I mean, I got uh, several people I worked with knew knew about this. Uh, there is a <laughs> they found the dick smashing episode. That is a classic episode number two, the deuce. Uh, that is a uh, we we've never seemed to really top that, and that was in 2012. So uh, there's a uh, I I mean I know I'm not planning on whipping my my junk out and smashing cans anytime soon. So I I, I don't know what, where you can go from there. I mean, we came out of the gates swinging for the fences with that. And it was, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, a that was a definitely an interesting episode. I mean, I'm sitting across the table doing it from Dylan, who ended up smashing the cans with his dick, his large dick. I believe he said it was eight inches, and I would say it was everything of eight inches, if not more, and a very small table, kitchen table. I don't even know if you can call it a kitchen table. It was a very small, round table. As he's uh, sitting, acro- well, standing across the table from me as I'm sitting down with the, a microphone in front of me. About the only thing blocking me from from this monstrosity that he has uh, put out, uh, pulled out. And uh, <laughs> for whatever reason, I decided, you know, we I knew this party was going to happen. He was going to smash the cans. Uh, in advance, and we had just started doing the podcast at that point. Again, that was the, only the second episode we ever did. There was, uh, I think, the night of maybe even when we recorded it, I decided because we were doing audio, we had no video of this guy smashing cans with his penis. So I was like, well, how can I make this sound somewhat interesting? At the very last minute which I had never really attempted to do before. I decided I was going to do a Howard Cosell impersonation and uh, (laughs) 
to kind of liven it up a little bit. And I've never really tried to do a Howard Cassell since, uh, as I didn't do such a hot job of it that night. But for whatever reason, it was like I decided to be the ghost of Howard Cosell. Uh, and, of course, he's going to come back as a ghost to uh, narrate a can-smashing, a dick can-smashing event. Because what else would he come back for, you know? I mean, he did plenty of football and fights. I mean, Ali, you know, Ali was still alive when the cans were smashed, but he wasn't fighting anymore. So I don't, you know, that's obviously the next thing Howard Kessel is going to come back for. And I I found it hard, <laughs> pun intended, to describe, like, have new ways to describe things. Basically, it was up and down. He strokes it up and down, getting it up. As also, I played porn on my laptop uh, so Dylan could rise to the occasion. And so I have, and he, sadly, he went dry. I ended up putting a little bit of sound, porn sounds like in the background to make it get kind of some ambiance like later because it was just, there wasn't enough sound. I mean, he's going in it dry. I couldn't believe, that mystified me. Like, I think, now I would do a much better job of saying what's going on. I feel like <laughs> maybe I should, you know, uh, narrate more can smashing because, like, I feel like I could describe what's more going on a lot better ways, other than up and down. He strokes it up and down. Up his penis goes. The blood is engorged. Further, further, his penis is erect. You know, and I I just do a lot better job now. That's I'm wasting talent here. <laughs> but that yeah, anyway, there was a guy just with a large penis stroking it right in front of me as I would trying to describe how how things were going down. So that uh, is definitely uh <laughs> I bet there's events like that in Germany. So maybe if I just go back to Germany, Oktoberfest, definitely. There's going to be some some can smashing, with penis can smashing, probably some buttocks can smashing, and, and who knows what they're smashing cans with. But I feel like Germany, there's going to be some weird shit, especially at Oktoberfest. Maybe get some, you know, maybe when in Rome, do the Bavarian Coke, which from what I understand is just a, basically a candy, mentholated candy that you snort which I'm not fond of snorting anything, so that, but, you know, I I need to hit up Oktoberfest, you know? Shit, yeah, yeah. Is it Bratwurst, yeah? I'm sure I could find some Germans that are into some crazy stuff that would, uh, but, you know, yeah, use the cell phone maybe, get some recordings that way, have some fun with it. And uh, maybe I'll try to give Shelly a call here and see if he'll uh, answer the phone, yeah? Fuck. I, damn it. I should have grabbed a water before I, I started this. Here we go with the dehydration. Uh, man, that's uh, that's no good. Hello. Hey, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I was just talking about the uh, can smashing episode. Is uh, Muffin Man just uh, sent me a text saying that uh, some other people at work just apparently listened to the can smashing episode. <laughs> Oh. So yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I have this uh I have this globe in front of me. <clears throat> oh yeah? I need to get a globe. Yeah, and it's a 
Geo Safari World game, so it asks you questions. You oh yeah. Find... So is it basically like a speaking spell, or or maybe like a, what? What was that old uh, old McFar uh, the farmer old Mc whatever? Yeah. With the where you uh, I don't know. you spin it and then it you put it on the cow and then the cow says moo, but then this is just with no like, no this is a uh, little bit more involved than that. A little bit more involved, yeah. It's got a little bit more going on. It's actually mm-hmm. got a pretty nice uh, globe on it. Yeah. I'd like to get like the globe that they have in Inglorious Bastards with the booze in it. Though I don't really yeah. drink anymore, uh, so there'd be no point in me having a bar inside of a globe. But it looks cool. <laughs> What's that? So, but it looks cool, you know. <laughs> There's. <laughs> I don't know why I put it in there, but maybe I could just put some water bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Stay hydrate. <laughs> Stay thirsty, my friends. <laughs> I don't always drink water, but when I do, I drink it out of a globe. <laughs> that's that's what what I should do. This is uh by the way, this is episode three sixty nine. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, this sixty nine. Three sixty nine. So we should have like three sixty nines going on, I guess, at this point. Nice. I don't know how we're gonna work that, but it could get complicated. Oh, I think I think I lost uh, the Chevy there. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, I dropped dropped the phone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Oh, I like that sound. Oh, where is Las Vegas? Oh, I bet Nevada, you don't know where that is. South Dakota <laughs> or New Mexico. Oh, not not uh, the country of Mexico. I thought for sure. So this this uh, this game would be like at a, I guess like maybe first second grade. You know what I mean? Like it, it's that. Yeah. You would stick it in there. Oh, I bet you would stick it in there. It's pretty nice though. I mean, you should see it. Like it's uh, it's yeah. not a blue. It's not a blue globe. You know what I mean? It's the. Uh, it's the old school, like rustic, like brown and. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like how the one in Glorious Bastards is. That's pretty good. I think it's not it topographical. It's flat, so there's no, you know what I mean. So oh, so the, oh, it's accurate cool. is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> None of that round globe shit. And it is, I guess, it is kind of new because, uh, well, let's see, we have. Kazakhstan is Crimea um, part of Russia on there? That's what I'm. I'm looking. It's right on the Black just, Sea. If that it helps. just says, uh, <laughs> I believe it's the Black Sea. Um, it just says Russia. Oh, so it's not involved. But in then it. I don't see. Well, there's the Black Sea, so. It may not be on. Yeah. On here. It doesn't exist now. <laughs> Although I don't know if they're actually putting on maps whether they're saying it's part of Russia or not because we're not supposed to acknowledge the. Well, fact this is kind of a. Let's see. There's a. There's a year on here, but this is kind of a generalized. 
there's not every single there's major cities yeah yeah stuff like that on here because it's like a child's fucking Crimea just looks kind of almost like an island in the middle of the Black Sea. If I had to guess, this is the 80s. It was made in the 80s. Ah. Late 80s. No, no, this is 90s. I'm sorry, it is. It's 90s. It's just got that that look to it still. I've been uh, breaking, going back to the Breaking Bad. Is, uh... 1997. Here it is. Okay. Oh. Great year there. Back in the Great 90s. Great fucking movie. Great fucking movie, but yeah, I've gone back to back into the Breaking Bad. I'm going back down that rabbit hole. You're in it. I'm in the shit. I am in the the episode because I'm getting ready for El Camino, October 11th, I believe it is. Uh, Yeah, the the new Pinkman movie. um, Which I'm curious to whether I think they're probably going to have Walter be alive still, but this is my guess. But uh, I. uh, I'm on the episode where he goes to get his money back and his drugs back from the crack whore. Uh, I don't remember her name, but then her, her boyfriend or husband, whatever, is Spooge. And they have the, the little kid where they're trying to bust open the ATM. Oh. That classic episode and where uh, the crack head or the crack whore, whatever she is, she... Fucking smashes smashes Spooge head with head with the uh, ATM. <laughs> I don't know. If, remember if they ever mention her name? Out there. I just remember his name Spooge. It's hard to forget Spooge. <laughs> That's when he started. When uh, Pinkman started going by Diesel. Yo, I'm Diesel. Oh, sending me a picture. Ooh, that's a, that's a nice looking glow. Oh, I see. I think the uh, the boys have a somewhat similar globe. Oh, I see Afghanistan. Pakistan. Like, I'm looking to see, like, what on here is not right anymore. Ooh, I see Crimea. <laughs> it's... Looks like it's kind of part of the Ukraine there, but I think it's a different yeah, color, yeah, though, I mean, than the like, Ukraine. Yeah. It looks a little, a little off. Tough. I don't know if it was in dispute there. I know the Russians, like, even uh after the fall the Soviet Union still used their had their naval fleet there so so yeah that's a nice looking globe it is nice and it's like like i said it's it's a game but it's still a nice uh nice globe it's, it was at that uh that thrift shop over by mom's house mm the one that's uh now in the bowling alley now or is there or no no no, no it's no. Uh, on it's fifth just, street just up the up the street i got gotcha. you I don't think there's for those, anything for those, of, currently. for those of you that live in the Washmo area. area. <laughs> I'm like examining this as much as I can to see like I know there's probably stuff that's not accurate anymore. <laughs> mm. Pakistan. Yeah. Oh. Damn it! But I yeah. got Cage the Elephant stuck in my head, but yeah, I'm 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 trying to get myself ready for uh, El Camino, as uh, it's gonna be it's it'll be weird. Like I like watching Better Call Saul, but now this is like the uh, you know the main cast is back, or at least Pinkman is. And it's I feel like there's in future. Like, I feel like there's ten years in between every season of fucking Better Call Saul. Though. Yeah, there's it's it's weird. They have to put so much makeup on them to make the uh, like. Odenkirk look young now because he's yeah. he's getting pretty old. He's looking it too. 
Like it must take him an hour or so to get him ready to do some scenes. <laughs> like <laughs> even the stuff that takes place like present day is still like in the past from now. Like him, you know, unless it's I guess sped up in in time wherever he is, you know, working as a whatever food place that is in the mall that he's working for. I forgot now. I thought it was uh, the how oh, uh, the now I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> El Camino. It's still crazy to me. I didn't realize it was coming out that soon. I thought it was gonna be a while before we saw the yeah, Breaking Bad that. movie. I was like, I was like, oh, like, shit. like, like, oh shit. Uh, October of next year. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh let, man, they haven't said shit about it. Like I. <laughs> And then, like, I remember hearing about it, like, that they greenlit it and that they were going to do it and then hadn't heard shit. And then all of a sudden, like, October 11th, Netflix, El Camino. I'm like, fuck, I need to get re resubmerge myself into the Breaking Bad. Which is always good because I start watching that too much, especially binge watching that. I start going, like, fuck, you know, maybe I should break bad. <laughs> Like, yeah, it is it is one of those shows. Next thing you know, I'm like looking into how much pseudo I need and I remember but, I had the I had the same problem when I watched the Sopranos. So. Yeah. So you were gonna start like uh, racketeering and racketeering. <laughs> <laughs> start breaking people's legs and shit. <laughs> Like that seems like such a good idea. Yeah, I mean, shit, dude. Like they, it, it, it works really good. well for uh, Walter White, man. I mean, and not just for like making meth or anything, but it's like you know, it, it's <laughs> Breaking Bad's fucked up because it's it's like a almost a co- coming of age story, even though he's older when this happens. But basically, you have a humble guy that's you know, a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. He he's a mild mannered high school uh, chemistry teacher that becomes a drug fucking kingpin, murderous drug kingpin, <laughs> works his way up to the top of the food chain, and just looks like before that moment, like he had his chance to make some money and then just kind of let it slip by, and then just kind of, you know, made some bad decisions I guess in life, and then just kind of gave up. And then all of a sudden, just like you know what? Now I'm going to turn things around. I am gonna, I'm gonna break bad. I'm gonna create a new empire. And it and it's kind of like, oh well, he's in his fifties in this show. Then maybe, <laughs> maybe I could do something different at forty and not maybe not cook meth. But <laughs> of course, I also did not. I was not real smart with chemistry at anything at one point in time in my life, so I don't have that going for me. My friends didn't start a multi-million dollar company that uh, they stole from me. So uh, oh, yeah. that's another. <laughs> it's a big one. Not to mention also it is a fictitious show, but that, you know, I'm sure there's real Walter Whites in the world. There's kingpins that started at the bottom there's and worked their way up. There's definitely real Jessies, so I'm sure. There's- yeah, there's definitely real Jessies. That is a real fucking character. Bitch. Yeah, bitch. Science is so white. Uh, I'm back. See, I'm getting better with the Jesse again. Like, I'm back in it. I'm just. He's back in it, yep. 
I feel like now in El Camino, though, we're probably going to hear less bitches. Like, I feel like he's just going to be the very silent type now. And, like, he might just kill somebody. Like, you you know, he's just, I mean, shit has happened to him. He is fucked up now. I mean, yeah. I mean he got fucked over by his partner many a times. And then he gets kidnapped and forced to cook meth while uh, Todd goes and fucking murders his girlfriend right in front of him. I mean, and, of course, Walt fucking Dude, just that, that let his Todd girlfriend guy. die. He's crazy. Oh, he's nuts. I love Todd. He's fantastic. Have you seen uh, Fargo Season 2? No. That is one of the things I binged while I was in St. Petersburg. Because <laughs> it was on Netflix in Russia. So I was like, all right, Fargo time. And so I hit up some Fargo Season 2. He's in that. And in it, uh, Kirsten Dunst is also in that season. And they are married in in that particular uh season and uh Kirsten Dunst accidentally kills a guy. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, and then he helps her cover it up and shit. It's it's pretty fantastic. Pretty fantastic. Is, uh I think yeah, that's the season that's got Colin Hanks. Colin Hanks is in that one. You got to love some Colin Hanks. Oh well, yeah, it's Colin Hanks. I think we're, or might, I might be getting them blended together in my head. No, wait, shit. Is he? No, Callan Hanks might be in the first season. Fuck, I might have that all wrong. He's like, up, oh, strike that. I'm yeah. mixing the. I've seen seasons one and two, and I watched them like back to back, so I might just be getting that all fucked up in my head. Because Billy Bob, I think, is in the first season, and, um, and Colin Hanks is in the Billy Bob season. So I think I might be way off. Yeah. Yeah, I don't recall now. This is, uh, I try to remember who the antagonist is in season two. Like, just don't recall. I do not recall. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to some El Camino. I mean, I love some pink, pink men. And there's one thing that I'm getting, there's definitely some stuff I'm going to miss if Walt really isn't in it. If he's dead, dead, then maybe they'll have some kind of flashbacks with Walt, even if he's dead. But I I love the stuff where it's like, he's just like teaching you a lesson, like in Breaking Bad. All of a sudden he comes up with some history shit and like lays down some science. Like when he makes the thermite and he's talking about like uh, the (laughs) soldiers, uh, paratroopers. Uh, going into Germany to take out the uh, big uh, cannon with the thermite. <laughs> cannon. Uh, and then just just the facts. He he pulls up and just like you know, oh, it's Mister Science. We're not gonna get. We don't get that in uh, Better Call Saul. You know, I I I need my Heisenberg. The well, the duo. You know, uh, Walt, uh, Brian Cranston, Aaron Paul. They uh, have a mezcal out now. The it's uh, Dos Hombres. So, two two friends. Dos Hombres. Is Hombre yeah. a friend, or is that just two guys? <laughs> My brain's a little fried at the moment. So, I listened to um, Dan Aykroyd on Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah. I was watching. I was actually pulled up just a little bit earlier. I listened to the whole show the other day. Yeah. 
He's a little it's loony, that one. It's fantastic. I would love to meet Dan Aykroyd, though. I mean, I grew up fucking loving him. His commercials on SNL back in the day and all that shit. Like, <laughs> shit. Did he talk about, does he still, uh, is he still a big biker? I know that he, at least when he was on SNL and stuff, he was big into motorcycles and shit. Uh, not, I mean, they talked a lot about cars and shit, and he, he kind of, you know, touched on motorcycles. They talked a lot about the old 50s cars and stuff yeah. like that. But, I mean, it's it's Joe Rogan, so they mainly talked about... Aliens, which I aliens. saw that... The, I watched a little bit of the uh, stuff where they're talking about the Crystal Skulls, which he's got his own brand of vodka, the and Crystal that, Skull exactly. Vodka. He, um, he, he brought... He brought a few bottles of that, and they drank it, but you could tell they were getting kind of drunk, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially Dan Aykroyd. Like, he he just goes, dude. Like, he doesn't... Like, he's been drinking that shit a while. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got his own stash. He's yeah. he's not he's so, not Heisenberg. He's he's Diesel. The first uh, <laughs> part of the, the show was mainly talking about the, uh, the Crystal Skulls. And yeah. Whether or not they're real or how... What the... You know, you know what I mean, what... I guess the argument is how they were made. I guess they're they're very real. They're here, but yeah, yeah. Whether what, or not like it was made in made ancient them. times, or somebody more modern did it with modern tools. Tools, yeah. Or the band cool Tool looking. made they're it. Really cool. <laughs> I think Maynard James Keenan did. But they also um, they uh, they talked about Bigfoot a lot. Uh, ghosts. I dude, that would be one hell of a trip. If you could go on a search for Bigfoot with Dan Aykroyd and Jose Canseco. <laughs> and Joe Rogan, apparently. Yeah. Like he's the uh, he's in, in the Bigfoot. And uh what's uh, what the fuck is it called? Like Willow something, Willow Creek or something like that. Off good Bobcat Goldwith. Are you aware of this movie? Bobcat Goldwith made a movie about these guys that went to like make fun of the old Bigfoot footage. Yeah. I think I had heard about it, but I've never seen it. It's like a horror movie basically, and they go up there and they, you know, of course, they end up finding, finding is real. <laughs> and get murdered. <laughs> but Dan Aykroyd had never heard of the movie either, and he was just like, "Oh my god, like that's I, I need to see this movie." And <laughs> after they talked about it, you know, for a fucking hour, I'm like, "I need to see this." Yeah. Movie. <laughs> Did you watch it? I have not. I can't. I can't even remember the name of it now. But I just remember that it was directed by Bobcat. So Bobcat Willow something. Uh, Bobcat Goldflate. How do you pronounce like? Oh man! Like <laughs> there we go. Find that now. We're searching. Apparently, he's really he's a he's a believer too. Oh, Bobcat. In the, yeah, that's why he made the movie. Okay, I'm finding here Willow Creek. There we go. Willow Creek. Two twenty thirteen. So it was made a year after we started the podcast. We were Slapbox was a thing already. It was a found footage movie, so it was all uh, Blair Witch style. Gotcha. <laughs> I like the poster for it. It's got like a Bigfoot foot, but it's made up with like a skull, and then the toes 
are like a big foot is the big toe, and then it's like people are the smaller toes. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's good stuff. So the plot for it, uh, according to Wikipedia, says set in Humboldt County, California, Jim, played by Bryce Johnson, is a Bigfoot believer whose idea of a romantic getaway is to head deep into Six Rivers National Forest in Northern California. Video camera in tow, trying to shoot his own Bigfoot footage at the site of the Patterson-Gimlin film. The 1967 that's the, fragment... That's the film they were talking about. Okay. Of footage purporting... That's the one that everybody's seen, yeah. That says, this is the real deal. This is the real deal, Holyfield. Now, well, now it's pretty much, you know, they're like, it's been fake for years, I guess. That's what they're talking about. Yeah. They, it's obviously in a guy in a suit and shit like that, but... <laughs> But yeah, here it says uh, the 67 fragment of footage purported to show a Sasquatch strutting along a dry sandbar beside Bluff Creek became a key artifact in the cryptozoology community and Jim dreams of nothing more than setting foot on the actual location where it is shot. Uh, His long-suffering girlfriend, Kelly, uh, agrees to tag along for the ride despite the fact that she thinks Bigfoot has about as much chance of being real as leprechauns, which are real. I've been to Ireland. They will tell you. Leprechauns are real. They've they got real? leprechaun churches, and I mean, I didn't see them, oh, but I believe the Irish. I mean, but yeah, I mean, like they wouldn't have anything that would impair them. No, no judgment. I mean, they don't have water. It's just straight Guinness. Whatever you got, like water fountains, it's Guinness that comes, comes out, out of it. So, tab. I mean, you got to believe that. You got to trust that. It's I mean, a, they probably see leprechauns all the time, then. Yeah, I mean, they did. I I felt their presence, but I didn't see one. I don't think I had enough Guinness. Maybe next time. It's like it's like uh, in Young Guns, you know, when Josh you with, keep the spirit back until he sees a fucking leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta. Fuck, I do. I, I'm really jonesing for Germany, though. I talked about it at the beginning. Like Oktoberfest just started. I think it actually started on Friday the 13th, and like I feel like. Should have been there. And Friday the 13th, man, fuck. I should have been there in Jason, like Jason mask with Lederhosen. Ooh, yeah. That would have been yeah. good. Friday the 13th. With the Hosen. Yeah. We'll get machete und und the liter of dunkel, yeah. Didn't do it, though. Didn't do it. Uh, Didn't do it. Did not do it. I did not. Uh, but, yeah. Aderhosen, Bigfoot. <laughs> then you have Co- Kenseiko, like make some kind of Bigfoot movie. I mean, that's he could he could just, he might be Bigfoot. I'm not sure. He's a, he's a large fella. <laughs> Maybe he's related somehow. So, uh, you know, the other day I, I'm, I'm just on the globe here. I asked the. Uh, a New York question, but the other day was nine eleven. Yeah, the nine, the 11th. eighteen years ago. So that means that any child that was born that day is a fucking adult now. That's yeah, that's mind blowing right there. What was the it question though? Oh, it was just a basic question, but it took me to New York. It was you know what's the, the capital, and then you got to you got to turn. That's basically how it works. It asks you a question, and then you go on the globe and you look, and then you. Yeah. But yeah, I was talking about the other day to you know, obviously you do on that day, but yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You just say what you were doing that day, and now there's so many people like, dude, I wasn't even fucking born yet. (laughs) But I was, yeah, I was gonna say I was surrounded by a bunch of like 16 and 18 year olds, and they're like, wow. (laughs) Yeah, I fucking don't remember. They they've never known a world (laughs) pre 9/11. It's crazy. I was, you know, it seems, you know funny now but like i was uh or i don't know about funny but it seems like this definitely should have been what i was doing and i was listening to howard stern and playing uh nfl one of the 2k games before it was one of the football games before they got rid of them before madden took you know took strong like uh all the rights to the nfl games but uh, i was playing one of their last nfl 2k games on the uh so i guess it i guess it was probably 2k1 like uh this is 2001 but I was playing some PS2 and uh, listening to Howard Stern, and then that's when I found out the towers went down. So that was that was. Yeah, I was. We had uh, I had been drinking the night before, like I was real drunk the night before. Yeah. I was, you know, twenties, mid twenties, but uh, I was just hung over, and a friend of mine woke me up, and I scene after the first one and I just kind of remember thinking wow that's fucking awful like a plane you know just like yeah. just a crash and I kind of like passed back out because my head was just pounding <laughs> so we ended up listening to Stern and then we had CNN on mute <laughs> like just watching pictures of it yeah, all that's day. basically what I ended up doing I kept Stern on but then I turned on the TV I would kind of like sometimes listening to the TV broadcast but yeah I basically kept listening to Stern yeah, I was weird. Like that was a weird show. Yeah. Well, you never like listening to Stern. Well, at least back back then, it was like you didn't get him to be like Mister Serious, and just like you got like real like emotion from the guy. It was a, it was weird. It was a weird day. <laughs> I as soon as I, I uh, when I got to the TV and turned it on, it was right when the second tower hit. It was just boom. They already had all the cameras yeah, affixed to the towers, and it was just like it was like right after I turned the TV on. It was like it was boom, much the, the fucking plane hit. It was pretty much the same way for me because when I started watching the TV, the first one already happened, so I was just getting the replay of that over and over, and then the second one happened. <laughs> my my thoughts too was like, well, we're at war, which. Yeah, we yeah. were at war after that. But like, my thought was, you know, uh, friend of the show, uh, Todd, you know, you know, he was in the uh, army at the time, and I was like, oh fuck, you know, my friend is gonna have to go into a fucking war. But, uh, <clears throat> and then I don't think I was too afraid of the draft at that moment. But I, whenever we invaded Iraq, I was like, oh fuck, because also they were talking about you had Bolton and everybody. They well. Cheney, all of them said they wanted to go into Iran next. Like, that was the plan. They were going to take oh, down yeah, these yeah. countries like dominoes. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. If we go there, like, this, they're going to keep doing this. And then, like, they're not going to have enough troops to, like, go into Iran and all that. Then, like, they're going to bring back the draft. I'm like, oh, fuck, man. I'm at that point in time, I was not close enough to the, uh, <laughs> the age, was it 26, 25, 26, whatever the cutoff for the draft is. I was like, "Oh fuck, man, Let's hurry yeah, up!" I was, I was like, right there. <laughs> I was like, "Oh fuck, man, I don't do not want to." 
Well, t- for me, I, I figured that even if I was, I was I was just so close to the age. <laughs> that by yeah. the time the draft actually happened, well, you probably... I, uh, I figured that they would have just said, fuck it, because they needed bodies at that point. I knew that had we gone into several countries like that, like, that's... There's a lot of people that are going to die. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck Iran. Thankfully, John Bolton's not in the national security advisor anymore because that motherfucker wants in war with all kinds of countries countries yeah uh, like we i mean shit trump called in a an attack on iran and then like was it five ten minutes later decided oh they'll call it off like yeah <laughs> we were just real close to war with iran and they are a much larger country than iraq and wait like the troops and stuff there are f- far more loyal to their country than or leaders than uh, <laughs> Iraq was. So, I mean, and they've got way better weapons, just more of everything. And it's, uh, yep. that is uh, not a cool thing. Well, I mean, fuck, man. We should, <laughs> man, it is insane that the president was going to have the Taliban at Camp David. What was it? A couple of days before 9 11? 11, yeah. It was. <laughs> Like two or three days before nine eleven, just like oh, gonna have the Taliban. We're gonna sign a peace treaty at Camp David. Like this is oh, this is. Uh... And then he's shocked whenever they, they fucking killed those people. They're like, we're gonna be- <laughs> like, to work as, as a leveraging thing. And it's like, why would they? Oh, e- evil bastards! Like, yeah, I mean, it's the Taliban. <laughs> Hello. What what do you think we've been fighting for the last eighteen years? I realize Al Qaeda is more of the thing, but I mean the Taliban were ruling Afghanistan when we went in there, and they're still control a lot of shit in Afghanistan, and they aided and abetted Al Qaeda. But uh, <clears throat> shit, man, I can't. It, it's it's crazy that yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he really thought that it was the. It would be cool on nine eleven to have that, and then like, ooh, we're gonna end the war, like <laughs> Afghanistan, or it was just like he didn't really even think about it. It just like the just had to be like, oh, this will be the day that I have the Taliban over. <laughs> this will be the day. That'll be the day. <laughs> or maybe that's the date that the Taliban wanted. Well, well, if we're gonna go, we should do it on nine eleven. What? Let's celebrate. Then maybe he didn't even like you know think it you know think twi- oh that's when they want to do it let's go down fuck yeah let's go to Camp David <laughs> like we I mean we know the guy doesn't really think much I mean it's obvious but like so I don't but then again I think he might have thought though this would be great to have for nine eleven and this will be like. Maybe he thought this was going to be his, like, taking down of Bin Laden moment where he's just like, I ended the war. <laughs> Which, I mean, obviously wanted that, but it's just just weird, crazy shit. <laughs> it's crazy that uh, we're still in that war, though. Yeah. Jeez. 18 years, man. Fuck. I don't think the Soviets were in Afghanistan that long. I'm not sure how long that lasted, but it fucking just one of the things that helped, you know, bankrupt the Soviet Union. Chernobyl really fucked them over too. I mean, 
course, they're doing having a lot of uh, nuclear mishaps these days too in Russia. That might cause a problem. Have you heard about the uh, nuclear power station that they have on the boat? No. Oh, dude. Uh, He's like. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me look this up real quick. This is fucking nuts. This is ed- this is world-ending shit. This is like stuff that <laughs> like this is such a bad idea. I don't even know why uh <clears throat> this is from August 23rd. It's the Russian floating nuclear power station. This thing has been floating like in the most hazardous waters in the world through fucking like icebergs and shit. It's a nuclear power station on the water. Like, <laughs> this is on uh, time.com. Uh, this is, again, August 25th, so it was fairly fairly recent article. Uh, on Friday, as an unusual kind of vessel uh, set sail from the Arctic city of Murmansk, Russia, for a destination in the country's far east, a floating nuclear power plant equipped with two reactors. The vessel dubbed the Academic... Lomonosov is set to travel about 2,900 miles to the Arctic port town of Pivik, uh, which has a population of about 4,000 people, where it will be loaded with nuclear fuel and put in place to provide power to the region, according to Russia's state nuclear corporation, Rosatom. Uh, Russia's Far East may be may just be the beginning. Rosatom has said that it's in talks with potential customers for the floating power unit, See significant market potential in Southeast Asia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the vessel's reactors can generate 70 megawatts of electric power and 50 gigacalories an hour of heat energy. Basically, it'll support a city of up to 100,000 people. Uh, so yeah. that's a lot of fucking <laughs> shit. Like the, and then it says, why are people worried about the floating nuclear power plant? Why does that seem like a bad idea? Hmm. <laughs> Uh, it says, however, the vessel has sparked concerns about safety as a result of Russia's tarnished nuclear record. Just this summer, there were two deadly accidents involving Russian nuclear power. On July 1st, uh, 14 sailors were killed in a fire on the secretive Lasherik nuclear submarine. Then on August 8th, uh, five scientists were killed when a missile test on Russia's White Sea failed. The Kursk nuclear submarine sank on the Barents Sea on August 12th. Uh, 2000 killing 118 people on board and scientists have recently found that a nuclear sub that sank in the Barents Sea the Komsomolats which was uh, lost in 89 is emitting high levels of radiation then there's Chernobyl uh, in 86 the nuclear power station meltdown the former Soviet Union perhaps the biggest most famous civil nuclear disaster in history there was hundreds of thousands of people uh, were exposed to radiation and of course, talks about uh, the documentary, Chern- well, not documentary, but the HBO series Chernobyl, uh, which is a good show. I I don't know how factual everything is, but it was a pretty good show. I enjoyed it. Uh, definitely watching that and then hearing all the shit that Russia is doing is like, what the? Now, you know, here we go. Now it says, is it actually safe? <laughs> In fact, putting nuclear reactors on ships is not new. Nuclear reactors have been placed on ships, including to provide propulsion. For more than 50 years, I mean, they've been doing it subs forever. World War II-era cargo ship, the SS Charles H. Sugley, uh, was converted into a nuclear power plant in the 60s. 
It was used to provide the U.S. Army with power. The vessel was stationed at the Panama Canal Zone from 68 to 76. I really wish I didn't know this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's uh, this Robert Bean, associate professor of nuclear engineering at Purdue, uh, tells Time that uh, there's a different set of concerns for nuclear reactors at sea than for reactors on land. Reactors at sea must be protected from storms and have uh, differing security concerns because they can be approached by other ships. However, says uh, being the Russians are employing a type of reactor that has been used for a long time on its ice-breaking ships. So they've been doing this quite a while, apparently. The KLT-40S will be similar to design reactors Russians use in submarines. Bean says that the design is very similar to the reactors used around the world. Uh, basically, they say, I don't see why it's less safe. Uh, it is great. Like, I, yeah, I don't know why they, they like, looking at the history of this here that obviously they've been doing it for a long while why it becomes a story now I mean it, I don't think they should be doing it at all <laughs> I mean it sounds like a, a bad idea well fuck man I mean shit they were talking they had the president too like saying like why can't we nuke a uh, a hurricane that uh why can't we do that just uh well you have the way that you know the ocean works the water goes everywhere and then you have the winds and everything that radiation is going to travel all over the place and then you're going to have it like poisoning fish and fucking up the ecosystem and just all kinds of goodness and uh that could be far-reaching if uh there were to be ever an incident just a fun world we live in fun fun world it is yeah makes me really want to go out on the ocean (laughs) let's go in the arctic like, is that the Northern Lights, or is that one of those Russian nuclear power plants on the on the ocean that just kind of went up? Is that what's that green glow over there? I would would like to see the Northern Lights, though. That would be fantastic. I should go do that in Ireland, but apparently it's harder to see in Ireland. But see that in Ireland while I'm looking for the leprechauns. Maybe that's more when the leprechauns come out. Northern Lights and leprechauns. There might be a correlation. Maybe I'll find their pot of gold. Ooh. I, I mean, hope you find that. <laughs> I might have a hard time getting that on the plane and back to here, though. But I figure maybe I can put it in a bank there. And, uh, <laughs> and then just live in Ireland at that point. <laughs> though I, I might have a hard time... Explain, explaining <laughs> where I got that money from. Like, oh, yeah, you, you got that from a pot of gold, eh? uh, you, You're going to have to declare that. <laughs> I'm afraid you can't just go take a leprechaun's pot of gold. We cannot, cannot let you lead a country with that, you know. And I, I guess that's kind of an Irish accent, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, you know... It's racist. Oh, here we go. This is on Answers.com. This is, do you find a leprechaun at the end of the Northern Lights? And uh, let's see here. Oh, no. Where the fuck? I want, where's that question? Oh, I want to find, nobody, oh, says no, you don't. That's it. That's, that's my answer. I was hoping for something a little bit more. (laughs) This is some shit. Damn you, answers.com. And then the next question is, where do the, the leprechaun find his pot of gold? At the end of a rainbow. And that's got to read more. But the no, you don't, no more. 
They're just talking about. Uh, and then this one says, why do people talk about a leprechaun and the pot of of gold at the end of the rainbow? Answer, because rainbow it harf defined and it does not end. Where do you find leprechaun gold? Now, now this is something I need to know. This is, uh, where does a leprechaun hide? I need to know this so I can help when I go back. I can find it. We can get that pot of gold. Then uh, continue to take over the world. Uh, they hide right under the pot of gold at the end of a rainbow. But to find them, follow the end of the rainbow, if there is any. And check to see if there's a pot of gold. Then you quickly remove the pot. And there is the leprechaun. So I thought there would be more to that. I thought maybe it'd be some kind of tree or something, like a fairy tree. What is going on with the dog? Yeah. Man? She is, uh... Oh, Kelly's here. Ah. Oh, say Kelly. It's gonna get loud. It's gonna get loud. Make sure she doesn't spill the old smoothie. From the old smoothie king. Oh, the pot of gold. I know you must already. Doing the show right now. Yeah, we're almost done though. We just about found the pot of gold, the leprechaun. I can't believe I didn't think about Jason and Lederhosen before doing the show tonight because that. I feel like I really missed out by not going back to Germany this year. Trusting Lederhosen with the hockey mask. I mean that, but then again, I would have had to bring the hockey mask with me overseas. That might have been a little difficult. They might have had yeah, you some. Should have you should have. You should have. That might have had some questions. They're like, uh, yeah, what, uh, <laughs> what do you got going on here? What is this bloody mask doing in your, uh, your carry-on here? I'd want it in my carry-on because I wouldn't want to lose that sucker. They're gonna think I'm there to rob a German bank or some shit. You are there to rob a German bank. Well, the, that we don't need a audio record of that. <laughs> That's I guess not. I'm just there to visit a German bank. You know, Deutsche Bank. <laughs> I hear it's a good bank. I mean, they've they've helped out the president a lot. It's like the only bank that'll loan money to the president. So, if they loan some to the president, I mean, they're bound to loan to me. I have German heritage too. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, Patagonia. Leprechauns. Now I'm gonna have to watch Leprechauns. I'm I'm gonna have to go back. It's recording. (laughs) I would I just ask I was just ask how speakerphone works, so I had to explain it to (laughs) some. Right on. I uh I'm I might have to go back to find out how we can find a leprechaun and ensnare them and get their pot of gold. I might have to go back and watch the leprechaun movies. I don't know that I've seen them all. I feel like there's a lot of I'm them not, now. I'm not going down that road. You're not going down that road? I still I need to get through Breaking Bad before El Camino, though, so I might have to do that first. Uh, You're not going down that road? What if we get Fiend to do it for you and then just like have him like give us a review of each movie? Carefully open that. I feel like he'd go down that road. I, I maybe. I mean like I could do the first couple, but the first one's got Jennifer Aniston, I mean. It does. 
I mean, that is uh That's their breakout role. Let's see. Uh, they've got, of course, Leprechaun 1. That's what everyone remembers her from. I mean, oh, well, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, that is the movie, dude. That is what and led she her to... she was on some TV show for a little while. And she did some stuff with Adam Sandler. Like, uh... But, yeah, it was Leprechaun. Yeah, I mean, that is... Her dad was in, uh... <laughs> Days yeah. of Our Lives, so... Yeah. Victor Kariakis. I mean... She was on... Was she on there for a little bit? I don't remember now. She might have been on there briefly. Don't quote me on that. Her father definitely that, was, though. Like, uh... Yeah. I used to have to watch that show all the time, and I don't remember her on there. There's Leprechaun, Leprechaun 2, Leprechaun the 3rd, which is just Leprechaun 3. Then there's Part 4, In Space, which I don't know if I ever saw in the In Space. I saw 1 through 3, definitely. Then there's Leprechaun no, in the Hood. No, no, damn it. Get out. Get out. Dog problems. Yeah. I know I've seen Leprechaun in the Hood. I I don't think I ever saw Back to the Hood, though. Or Origins and Returns. I don't think I've seen them either. Origins sounds pretty good, though. Oh, dude, what the fuck? Leprechaun Returns doesn't even have Warwick Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Lyndon Porco? <laughs> that sounds like a porn star's name or something. Lyndon Porco. He's a Canadian dwarf. Maybe he did Canadian porn. <laughs> it's softer than soft. It's like, what the fuck? That was 2018, though. Maybe, let's see, the last one before that was Leprechaun Origins. Maybe... Oh, that's a totally different one, too. Dylan Hornswoggle Postal. Postal. That's, man. Oh, he spent some time in WWE under the name Hornswoggle. Okay, that's where Hornswoggle came from. He was a wrestler. So he, maybe he did some more physical stuff. Maybe I might have to check that one out, the origins. I feel like Back to the Hood had Warwick. It looks like Warwick Davis was in Back to the Hood. But it looks like we, yeah, okay. Lubdan. He played Lubdan, the leprechaun. So, you're good through Back to the Hood, but then this is in 2003, 2014, I guess Warwick's like, you know, maybe I don't need to do this again. He'll keep doing bit parts in the Star Wars movies, but apparently, Leprechaun Origins. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not happening. Sadly. I mean... Now I'm going to have to, oh, I I don't know, though. I feel like if I watch these, it's going to be bad. IMDb gives uh, Leprechaun Returns two and a half stars. Oh, that was a TV <laughs> movie, too. It wasn't even. Two and a half, really. I mean, that's. Uh... Yeah. But uh, they, that's all they give Leprechaun 1 as well, which I feel like that was at least, you know, a decent movie. I mean, that was new. Rotten Who's Tomatoes, that? the first Leprechaun, they give it one star. Audience, the tom tomato meter gives it 23%, whereas the audience score gives it a 32% for the first. And, oh, good picture of uh, Jennifer Aniston on the cover of that one. Classic. She's, her luck just ran out. <laughs> uh, classic, man. I'm surprised at this uh, 
this that bad of a rating. I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be like five stars or anything, but that's that's it seems a little harsh. What if that they're that mean on uh, Willow? I don't know. Maybe it's not a good movie either. Willow. Yeah, oh, I love Willow. It's got fifty percent. That's a little bit better. Audience score seventy nine percent. There's parts of Willow I like. There's aspects of it I like, but I like on Willow well. how it's got like the der- they made their own derogatory terms for like the, <laughs> for the regular people and then like the the dwarfs. They got uh, the pecs or the the dwarfs and then the uh, daikinis or the, the like the regular sized people like the daikini baby. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Something tickles me about that. Yeah, that, that you know, if you're going to create a world, you better come up with some derogatory terms to call people. It just makes you really believe it more when you find out people hate each other in that world too. And there's some Daikini baby does sound kind of funny. Yeah. Get it all off, yeah. Bill Barty was in that one. Have you seen the trailer for? Uh, maybe we talked about this last time, but uh, the Natalie Portman movie. I think we did talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really need to look more into this story because I was under the impression. Uh, apparently, I spelled Natalie Portman wrong. Um, <laughs> so three from hell. Coming up. Oh, there we go. Found, found Natalie Portman there. For some reason, I couldn't find. Uh, I'm excited to see her as Thor, by the way. Fun fact. There's, or what? I, I want to see Natalie Portman <laughs> <laughs> as Thor. I know. Uh, never mind. <laughs> or Waffle? I want to see her Waffle. There's uh, Lucy in the Sky. Is that the I think that's probably the new one. Lucy in the Sky, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's about the... Okay, it says here on Rotten Tomatoes, the synopsis for the movie. There, Here we go. It's uh, in Lucy in the Sky, which they also named after a Beatles song, so that's fun. Uh, Thanks. Yeah, no diamonds. (laughs) There's uh, Natalie Portman plays Lucy Cola. Is that a real... (laughs) Lucy Cola? Like, that that sounds so American. (laughs) Lucy Cola. They should come out with a brand of uh, cola. Then a strong woman whose determination and drive as an astronaut takes take her to space, where she's deeply moved by the transcendent experience of seeing her life from afar. Back home, as Lucy's world suddenly feels too small, her connection with reality slowly unravels. That was it. Thought there'd be more. Uh, I'm not sold. But this yeah. is critics' reviews. You're left wondering why anyone would make the astronaut in a diaper movie. If they didn't want to make an astronaut in a diaper movie. <laughs> that was A.A. Dowd. <laughs> oh, internet comments, man. You got to love this stuff. It's uh, Hannah Woodhead says, uh, <laughs> it's not that Lucy in the Sky is boring. Quite the opposite. In fact, yes, it does feel like a story that would have been told much better by a female director or at the very least a female writer. Oh, Jesus Christ. Then David Edelstein says, but even when we don't know what the hell Lucy is doing, Portman <laughs> makes her <laughs> certainly a blast. 
this this is man it i want to know more about this woman because like all i know is the craziness that she drove cross country shitting into a diaper there's <laughs> uh this is a she didn't get fucked by a bear though she didn't uh did she in real life <laughs> maybe you have to ask her uh We'll, we'll get her on the show. Natalie Portman or the crazy girl? Did she go to jail? Because wasn't she, like, I don't remember the whole, was she going there to, like, murder somebody? There was, there was, there was a love triangle, was there not? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I wonder if that was her real name. Lucy Cola. That sounds so made up. It's like on the Tick, the original Tick cartoon. Like, they have a, a part where <laughs> they go. Under, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I didn't know, I didn't know we were supposed to have last names. Shit. <laughs> The soap dish. It's French. It's funny. It sounds a little more made up to me. Uh, Lucy Cola. Yeah, I guess I feel like. <laughs> I'm still just dumbfounded by the fact that they made a movie and it's got Natalie Portman. It's not like it's like this, you know, low budget movie or anything. It's fucking Natalie Portman. Reese Witherspoon produced it. There was uh I gotta see here. Uh okay, the film's loosely based on astronaut Lisa Nowax. Uh Novak. I don't I guess you might pronounce if it's German you pronounce the W as a V, but uh Anyway. Yeah. Uh let's see her story. Let's see let's see the real deal. Uh February fifth of two thousand seven, she was arrested in Orlando, Florida, and subsequently charged with the attempted kidnapping of U.S. Air Force Captain Colleen Shipman, who was romantically involved with astronaut William Ophelane. Uh, Novak was released on bail and initially pleaded not guilty to the charges, which included attempted kidnapping, burglary with assault, and battery. Her assignment to the space agency as an astronaut was terminated by NASA effective March 8th of 2007. November 10th, 09, Novak agreed to a plea deal with prosecutors and pleaded guilty to charges a felony burger, burglary of a car and misdemeanor battery. Novak remained a Navy captain until August 2010 when a Naval Board of Inquiry composed of three admirals voted unanimously to reduce Novak in rank to commander and to discharge her from the Navy under other other than honorable conditions. <laughs> <laughs> other, it's not dishonorable, so I guess it's not the word. It's other than honorable. It's some weird shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, here it gets a little bit more into the story of her doing the crazy shit. This is uh, the charges of attempted kidnapping in Orlando Airport. This is off, of course, Wikipedia. But Novak drove from Houston <laughs> to Orlando. That's a long fucking trip. That is Houston, Texas to Orlando, Florida on February 4th through the 5th of 2007. She packed latex gloves, a black wig, a BB pistol and ammunition, pepper spray, a hooded tan trench coat. A two-pound drilling hammer, black gl- gloves, rubber tubing, plastic garbage bags, approximately five hundred eighty-five dollars in cash, her computer, an eight-inch uh, Gerber folding knife, and several other items before driving the nine hundred mile- miles to Florida. Early police reports indicated she wore maximum absorbency garments during the trip, but she later denied wearing them on February fifth, two thousand seven. 
Novak went to the Orlando International Airport, waited for about an hour in the baggage claim, then proceeded to the airport parking lot where she located and confronted Colleen Shipman, who had just arrived from Houston by plane. But side note, it does seem like she had like the Ted Bundy kit like in her car. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was his kit. Like, it was his kit. It was, uh, I don't see anything about a Volkswagen bug, though. Uh, Shipman said that after the, uh, arriving, she was aware of someone following her to an airport satellite parking area. When she got into her car, she heard running footsteps and quickly locked the door. Novak slapped the window and tried to open the car door, asked for a ride, then started crying. Shipman rolled down the window a couple of inches, after which Novak sprayed the pepper spray into the car. Shipman drove off to the parking lot booth where police were summoned. Several Orlando Police Department Airport Division officers arrived minutes later with the first ob- officer observing Novak throwing a bag into the trash at a parking <laughs> shuttle bus stop. <laughs> Getting rid of her kit, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Novak was subsequently arrested at Orlando National Airport on charges of a attempted kidnapping, battery, attempted vehicle burglary with battery, and destruction of evidence. In a handwritten request for a restraining order against Novak after her arrest, Shipman referred to Novak as an acquaintance of a boyfriend but did not identify a feline uh, and also (laughs) claimed Novak had been stalking her for two months. Novak told (laughs) investigators she was involved in a relationship with a feline, which she described as being more than a working relationship but less than a romantic relationship. Citing evidence of elaborate planning, disguises, and weapons, police recommended she be held without bail. (laughs) And they made a movie about her with Natalie Portman. Loosely. Loosely, I should say. I mean, they turned it into a different... It's based on a true story. It's semi-based on a true story. I can't believe... I love Natalie Portman. I mean, she's a Harvard graduate, too. She's a smart person. I don't know why she would... Like, "Mm, you know, maybe... Those people crack all the time. Do, I mean, it happened in 07, so maybe people don't remember the story well that much now. So it's like... No, uh, that's, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, they, <laughs> that, that shit happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she was unaware of the original controversy, and she... Uh, there in there's a controversy to it. I get when it was put out in November of 2018. Retired astronaut Marsha Evans criticized the premise of the plot and denied that there is a such thing as a long-standing idea that says astronauts begin to lose their grip on reality after being in space for an extended period of time. Which is, I guess, what the uh, movie is implying: is that she spent so much time in space that she's going to go cross-country drive to go kidnap somebody. It's got a great cast, man. Looking at this cast, I forgot that like who was all yeah, in this dude. Sold. John Hamm is in. John Hamm, oh. St. Louis legend. It'll be a, it'll John be a Hamm. Then. <laughs> and Nick Offerman, Tig Notaro. Fucking love me some Tig Notaro. The other ones I don't know so well, but uh, well, oh I've heard man, that just Burston. reminded me. Uh, um, Natasha Legero is fucking in town right now. Oh really? Fuck. Yeah. Oh, shit, that's awesome. Where she is it the helium or is it the funny bone? I think it's helium. I can't remember. Uh, that would be a fun show. Is it yeah. is uh her husband there too? Uh, shit, Moshe Kasher. Uh, is that his name? Uh, Moshe. I don't think so. It, it was. I think it's. I know they've toured a lot her, together. Her and uh fucking Moshe, um, whatever his name is. I think uh, Todd Glass were on Riz. The other oh, day. Todd Glass didn't. Oh, yeah. now you're speaking my fuck, man. 
I've, it's been too long since I've been to a good comedy show. That yeah, I think, uh, I think he's Lassel, playing great. tonight. I think he's playing tonight too. Damn, that's a shame. I'm gonna miss that. Is there anything coming up in uh, October? October. Uh, I've got a little over a week off in October. So if there's anything from like say October fourth through uh, like the eleventh. <laughs> We could go see Tool. <laughs> well, we'd have to travel through that, I would imagine, and I can't really yeah. go anywhere. My people keep asking me at work because I've got a little over a week, and you know I've gone so many trips. Usually, when I, whenever I have like a week off, I go somewhere. And they're like, "Where are you going?" I'm like, "St. Charles." <laughs> I'm driving for a whole like forty minutes, man. <laughs> like, I'm going to St. Charles for part of a day. <laughs> <laughs> other than that i'm going to use my time to get things in order things that i haven't done in a long to get yeah that i've just been pushing off for the year that i've been constantly working overtime so that's fun <clears throat> but yeah i i can go to a comedy show yeah uh, i uh need to message uh jimmy cormagnon that uh talking about going hitting up hoff broya house yeah i'll have to look up see who's in town that we can That'd be good. I haven't been to that. I I it's I might do a long Katie ride too. Maybe yeah, we should do I don't that. know about that. <laughs> like thirty miles. Yeah. If we could drop a car too, we could uh start in Dutzow and then uh, end in Herman. Go yeah. to like the Tin Mill or something afterwards. They got some good stuff. The Tin Mill's pretty awesome. I uh uh, when I did a 30 mile run from Dutzow to Herman like we hung out at the tin mill afterwards had some really good like strawberry beer it was interesting I def- definitely recommend the tin mill but yeah well I think we're good here uh, alright happy Oktoberfest maybe I'll win uh, the la- the Powerball tonight and I'll just be able to just fuck it and oh, say yeah. go, to, go to Germany unlikely What's that? Let me know. Oh yeah, I'll let you know. Like, I guess we're going to Germany. You're gonna have to get a passport real quick. <laughs> I think it takes a little while, so maybe you'll have to meet me there. <laughs> Either way. Either way, yeah. Deutschland, or I can just smuggle with that kind of money. I can probably just smuggle you in. There's no wall that prevents you from flying. No, I'll just, overseas. It's fine, dude. I'll I'll go get a passport. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you may not you not you may not make it to this Oktoberfest. It may be too late by the time it's you get okay. the passport. It's okay. Still, we'll just go, we'll just go somewhere else. Like we didn't have to be October. No, no, that's it, dude. I'm gonna spend oh, all the. It's sixty million dollars, it. man. Yeah, it's sixty million dollars. If I take the cat one-time cash payment, then you're looking at maybe thirty million dollars. And if I'm just hanging out in Oktoberfest, <laughs> if I'm just hanging out in Oktoberfest, that's gone. Let's I face mean, it. I'm not. I wouldn't just like blow the money all at once. It's like for me, I would take the structured payment. I'm going to blow my load immediately. So, I'm just saying, if you, if I if you actually want, that's what I would. Yeah. Do. That's a whole lot of money at once. I can get I can get what I need with you know like five hundred thousand or whatever the initial. Eh. I'll be all right. And then in a year, see, I get a, you know, see, I can pay myself enough and make more out of it and pay less in taxes. I don't see myself living that long, so I, I figure. Don't care. Like, <laughs> I'm still gonna get what I need out of it. Mm. No, I'm going for the one-time payment. 
And I'm if going I live a little broke. bit longer, then hey, it's it's there. And if it's only like five hundred grand, dude, bit. if I get like some serious medical condition, then like I'm gonna need more. You know, if I have to have like cancer and I need chemo, like I'm Walter White oh, and shit. Dude, you'll still have fucking amazing insurance and stuff. That, that <laughs> or you could just go to if that. Where you could go anywhere at that point. You could just go. Like I'm going to Germany to have my liver taken out. <laughs> no, I'll go to Mexico. Let's face it. I'll go where it's cheapest. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> fucking billionaire. <man. laughs> That's what they do, man. Fuck. Oh, Did you shit. see uh, Wilbur Ross? <laughs> it was a billionaire uh, steals sweet and low packets from restaurants. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> he I mean, doesn't want to have to go. Still do the little human things that you would do. He doesn't want because the reason he does it, he doesn't want to have to go to a store and buy it himself. It's not that he, you know, obviously he can't. I understand. I get. I I completely (laughs) understand why at that level. Like he can't even. I guess he doesn't even want to pay somebody to go and buy him some sweet and low. He's like, fuck this. I'm gonna go out to eat and then I'm gonna steal me some sweet and low. All right. Well, I I gotta get off of here. But yeah. All right. Well. uh... I guess I'll see you in Germany. That's well, yeah, yeah. Uh, auf Wiedersehen, and as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.